This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up this hour, despite increasing concerns about burnout, it still isn't easy to discuss mental health in the workplace. We get into it. So a lot of um, this... A lot of research is being done lately on this issue of burnout. Um, So let's look at some numbers. A research conducted by Future Forum found that burnout is on the rise worldwide. And in that same research, it found that the Gen Z, young millennials and women seem to be the most stressed when it comes to the workplace. Um, In another study done by McKinsey and Company, they reported that one in three employees in Asia experience symptoms of burnout, with 80% of them not seeking help from professionals, um, and that the population, a working population in Asia suffers from uh, burnout, exhaustion, as well as poor work-life balance. Now, of course, the common factor contributing to this burnout is work, yet 38% of employees in Southeast Asia are reluctant to share their mental health concerns with their managers. This is the highest in Singapore, where 62% say they're unwilling to broach the topic with their superiors at work. However, Malaysia is not very far behind. 45% of respondents in Malaysia say that they're unwilling to talk about mental health concerns with their superiors and their colleagues. So we're going to try and understand both what the challenges are, as well as what some solutions could look like when it comes to this issue of burnout and discussing mental health when it comes to the workplace. And very shortly, we will be speaking with Eric Feng, who is the founder of Happy Customers. So Happy Customers is a corporate training company that helps organizations in Southeast Asia to build what they call a happy and productive workplace. So that's coming up very shortly. Um, we, uh, We would like to hear from you as well. Is your workplace open when it comes to discussing mental health, what would make it easier? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Mishmash, BFM 89.9. It's 5.10. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And we're talking about burnout when it comes to workplaces, particularly uh, the difficulties around talking about mental health concerns in the workplace. And we'd like to hear from you. Is your workplace open about discussing mental health? What would make that process easier? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, now, a corporate training company called Happy Customers is helping organizations in Southeast Asia to build a uh, productive, happy workforce. Um, and they've partnered with the Collective Change Institute to launch the From Striving to Thriving campaign, which offers free mental health workshops and personal coachings uh, to organizations across all Asian countries. So joining us on the line now is Eric Feng, the founder of Happy Customers. Eric, thank you for speaking with us today. So you are a you are a strong advocate of mental wellness, and this is shown in some of the content that you create online uh, for TikTok. So tell us about what got you started on this topic and why it's so important to you. I think it was during COVID time. Um, you know, if you ask any of my friends, they would say that they will call me Mr. Positivity because I always have a positive thing to say about every negative situation. 
Um, but I remember during 2020, I started getting uh, bouts of anxiety, which was kind of strange for me. And the best way for me to explain this is I felt like I was being cocooned in some kind of a shield or some bubble. And there, nothing seems to make me happy anymore. Like, you know, doing the things that used to make me happy don't make me feel happy. I feel kind of blue. And, and the worst part was physically, I was starting to get a lot of uh, symptoms of anxiety, like rapid breathing, uh, heartbeat start move, moving faster, and my mind just cannot focus. Uh, so it was kind of a shock for me because I've never had that sensation before. And I always pride myself as being a very optimistic positive person and yet I feel like I'm suffering from the symptoms of depression and anxiety. So it was during that period of time I started reaching out to my friends who I knew uh, used to go through depression and started to learn about what depression is, what anxiety is and how my friends cope. And I decided to then use TikTok as a platform to document that journey because I think most people don't know this. Uh, TikTok has a goal, which is to bring joy to people on the platform. So I thought that this would be the best platform for me to actually get started in sharing uh, my mental wellness journey. So mental well-being is actually important in so many aspects of our life and workplace, of course, is one of them because we spend so much of our time there and work basically tends to impact a lot of what what we do. Now, generally speaking, do you think Malaysian companies do enough on this front? <laughs> okay, I can't speak for every Malaysian company, um, but a bit of context, right? I've been doing training, corporate training for the last 15 years. And in this last 15 years, I have never had a Malaysian corporate company coming to us and say, hey, can we do a topic on mental wellness for our salespeople, for our our employees. Uh, most of the topics will always be about, by the way, we are one stop, right? So we, we, we have a lot of requests, uh, but most of it is always about how to get more sales, how to get more customers, how to increase our people's productivity. So based on that experience of mine, I would say that um, I don't think companies are doing enough, at least in, in my context. So then what would a good company look like to you in terms of mental health policies? Well, uh, first thing first, if we look at the recent study that was 2022, McKinsey actually did a study and they found that one out of three employees in Asia are actually suffering from burnt out. And if you break it down further, one of the biggest cause of burnt out is actually having a toxic workplace environment. So I would say that the very first thing a company can do uh, to improve the mental wellness of their employees is to make sure that uh, they create a workplace where employees actually look forward to come to work too. And so number one, that they say good things about the company. Number two, uh, it's an environment that allows them to do their best work. And it's a company that they want to stay long for. I would say that that's first step for every single company. I feel the first thing that we need to do is to make sure that every manager, line manager actually goes through uh, a training program that teaches them how to be a people developer. It's actually one of the biggest stresses at workplace is the bosses, it's the managers. Um, how do managers get promoted? Most of them are promoted because they are top producers, they are doing well at their work, and then they are told, okay, can you now go manage your team? So if you think about it, most of our managers actually haven't been trained on how to develop people, how to deal with people-related issues. So if we can first work with our managers to teach them how to give feedback, to teach them how to create an environment where their employees are actually looking forward to come to work and 
that you know the manager knows how to deal with um, poor employees, I think that would be a very good first policy that all companies can do. And it doesn't really cost a lot of money to do that. And in your work with different organisations, what are some of the most common issues or challenges that tend to come up when it, uh, when it comes to this issue of mental health and well-being? I would say, first of all, we need to understand, um, you know, what are some of the factors that contributes to mental health, right? I mean, according to WHO, mental health is not just the absence of mental disorder. A lot of people think that, oh, as long as there's no mental disorder, uh, you're considered mentally healthy. That's not really true. Uh, mental health is a state of mental well-being that allows people to cope with the stresses of life, allows them to realize their, activity, their abilities and talents and be a positive contribution to society. That is mental health. So with that as a context, I would say that there are six areas that um, contribute to mental health, which companies can focus on. Number one is physical. Uh, do you know that here in Asia, we are sleep deficit? We are sleeping less than seven hours. According to the, the health organization, uh, I think it's the National Sleep Organi uh, Foundation, they actually recommend that we sleep seven hours each night. But according to some of the studies, like here, here in Singapore, uh, only one out of four Singaporeans actually sleep seven hours or more. So at the physical level, I think companies can educate their employees on how to sleep well, how to take care of their body so that they can feel good and they can think well. That's number one. Number two, um, much work needs to be done in teaching employees how to think uh, positively, um, which is actually another aspect of personal mental health. Most of us, if we get into a person's head, uh, sometimes a lot of thoughts are actually very negative, negative towards the workplace, negative towards the managers, negative towards themselves. Um, and how you think actually has a huge impact on your reality. Uh, just a fun fact, uh, not too long ago, I did an experiment. So I had two oranges. One orange, I would say, I love you to it every single day. And one orange, I would say, I hate you every single day. Uh, and, and this video is actually on TikTok. So you guys can check it out on TikTok. Um, and what happens is the same orange that gets the I hate you rot within two days. But the same orange that had I love you was able to actually be the same, look the same, look edible, you know, for more than two weeks. So I say that um, the way a person thinks most of the time actually has huge impact on their mental wellness. So we covered physical, we covered mental. The last part is the emotions. Um, uh, there's this misconception that for you to be mentally well, you need to constantly be feeling the good emotions like happiness and joy, which is not true. Emotions are essentially the language of your body. Um, so it is very normal for you to feel the negative emotions uh, I quote, unquote myself, negative, like anger, fear, anxiety. And I think step number one is that we need to learn not to label them as bad. We need to understand that it's just your body's way of telling you that there's something that you need to pay attention to. So if we train people to learn how to you know, accept those quote, unquote, negative emotions and learn how to see the hidden message behind it, I think we will all learn to be a lot more emotionally resilient, which is also a very big contribution to mental health. And from the employer's perspective, why is it important for them to prioritise mental health, especially as people are returning to work in this post-pandemic world? I mean, what kind of impact could this have on performance? Oh, 100%. Uh, it's like 200% impact. You know, just think about it. If a person is tired, 
a person is constantly in a negative state of thinking, the person is constantly feeling uh, unmotivated, uninspired, you know, that kind of person, you put it in a work environment, he's not going to be able to produce the best work for you. Um, so I would say that, and there's enough studies, all you need to do is just go to Google and type, uh, just search mental wellness and productivity. There's enough studies that shows a direct correlation between how the quality of work that's being produced and the mental health of a person. So I would say that um, it's a 100% correlation. And if we work on the mental health aspect of a person, then the person will look forward to coming to work and would produce good quality work, uh, which would help the bottom line of any organisation. And how can mental health awareness be encouraged amongst peers and colleagues? Who or which department should take the lead on this? I love your question. Um, in fact, uh, here we, we did a study, uh, our own personal informal study of like when you feel unwell mentally, uh, that means you feel sad, depressed, you feel unmotivated. Um, who's the first person that you go to? And actually, the, the, the top answer is actually family and friends. So I would say that step number one is for every one of us, right, who is listening to BFM right now, to go learn about how to help a friend who would reach out to us whenever they feel unmotivated, uh, whenever they feel anxious, whenever they feel fear, you know, because most of us actually do not know how to have how to have conversations like that. Most of the time, when our friend comes to us and say, "Oh, I feel I don't feel good," um, you know, I I'm, I I feel very unmotivated, I feel very tired. Um, most of us will just say, "Ah, yeah, it's okay," you know. You 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 go for a holiday, uh, or go watch Netflix. Right? Our advice aren't exactly medical. Uh, and our, our advice is not founded on the science of understanding mental wellness. So if everyone can, uh, can actually go read up and learn about mental health and how to help our friends, I think that would be the most important step, that everybody has a responsibility to help one another. Now, then we talk about department. I'm very scared about you know, having one department because by having a department in, in charge, let's say HR, it's kind of implying that only HR is accountable and responsible for improving the mental wellness of our employees. I think every single person is responsible for taking care of their own mental health. Uh, so I will not recommend a department to be in charge. I think it's more important that the leaders, the senior management, the line managers, they are constantly advocating good mental health by, number one, being a good role model, not creating stress for their people. That's a good start. Number two, by encouraging employees to work on their physical health, their mental health and emotional health. Uh, if we do that, I think that will already help improve the productivity of an organization without having a department. So it does seem like we are generally more open now to speak about mental health. But that said, it does feel still somewhat taboo in many spaces. So what can employers or HR departments, for that matter, do to implement psychological safety at work to break the taboo around this subject? Easiest step is to hire a therapist, uh, a corporate therapist, uh, to be housed in the office. Uh, so anyone who needs to, you know, need a listening ear, they don't feel good, um, they are, men they feel mentally, they cannot focus, uh, anything of that sort, they could already reach out to this professional therapist or counsellor to get help. I think that's step number one. Um, that's the easiest way. Step number two is 
It was to shine the light on employees who are willing to step up and share their mental health journey. So if um, the HR professionals can look for employees who uh, are open to share their journey, how, you know, what they're going through right now, how do they deal with burnt out anxiety and stress, um, I think that would be a good start because facts tell stories sell. So if we start to see our colleagues stepping up to share about how uh, they are dealing with their mental issues um, and what they have been doing to work on it, it kind of signals to everybody that, hey, this is a topic that we are open to talk about and there is no stigma, there's no taboo. Uh, we can have an adult conversation about it, yet respectful and, and a safe environment. And what I mean by safe environment, it means that whatever that is shared in the room remains in the room. It doesn't get used uh, against that person and nobody goes out of the organization to, to gossip or to talk about, oh, do you know I have this employee who had this problem? You know, So if we can set those ground rules uh, and have a, a, a platform for people to share their stories, I think this will be a very good signal to reduce the stigma of talking about mental health issues. Of course, we can't talk about mental health in the workplace without bringing up stress. Uh, and this can often be an issue that, while spoken about, isn't necessarily addressed um, all that effectively. And stress, of course, in different amounts comes as a package deal for most jobs. Do you think there's a way around this or is it just part and parcel of working? I think that stress is not a bad thing. If you think about it, um, when you're going through stress, it means that you are put in a zone of discomfort. Even on, when you're at a gym, right? Your muscles feel stressed, which is why your muscles grow. So step number one is to first let people know that stress is not neither good nor bad. It's just a signal that you are in a state of discomfort. You are in a, sta in, in a stage of growth. I think the more important uh, skill that we need to train people is to learn how to manage this stress, uh, to learn how to understand at what point is the stress too much for us. Some of us can take a lot of stress, right? So we all have different capacities. So it's important that each and every one of us recognize how much stress we can take and that when we are stressed out, uh, what are some of the things that we can do to feel better immediately? For example, learning how to breathe, uh, learning to talk to someone, learning how to you know, tap out and um, you know, go somewhere else where you can actually uh, take your mind off work. So if we can teach our guys and employees um, how to deal with those stresses, then I think this will help everybody to be self-sufficient. So Eric, you and uh, Lin Tan, who is the founder of Collective Change Institute, are partnering together to launch the From Striving to Thriving campaign. Could you tell us more about this and how can companies register for it? Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you for asking this question. Um, so there are two parts to it, right? So obviously, our goal is to help everyone in Asia to improve their mental health, uh, which means being uh, well physically, mentally, and emotionally. Now, so there are two aspects to this CSR project. Part one is you as an individual can actually reach out to us um, and we can assign a coach to you to have a deeper conversation on issues that are preventing you from feeling fulfilled and happy at work and in life. Uh, so that's individual. So if you go to our website, it's called, it's bit.ly forward slash uh, feel happy now. F-E-E-L, happy now, N-O-W. So if you go to this link, bit.ly forward slash feel happy now, you can actually immediately sign up for a coach. Uh, you can share what are some of the issues that you would love to talk about, to love to work on, and we will assign a coach to you uh, for free 
And these are all trained coaches with the International Coach Federation. And you will get to spend four sessions, four quality sessions with them uh, to talk about issues that matters to you. So if you find that your work environment doesn't allow you to talk about those issues, there is no therapist and counselor that is accessible to you. They can be quite expensive. Um, you can absolutely uh, take advantage of the CSR campaign. So that's part one, individuals. Now, if you are listening uh, uh, to this interview and you represent a company, you are from HR, the learning department, maybe you are a line manager or even senior management, uh, we have actually rallied uh, together more than 20 experts in body, mind and soul uh, who can come down to your company physically or through Zoom to share topics that will help your people improve their physical wellness, mental wellness and emotional wellness. So I have uh, sleep experts, I have uh, mental resilient coaches, I even have uh, trainers that can talk about how to create a positive work culture in your organization. So all of them have volunteered to do this CSR project, so they're willing to do this for free, complimentary. Uh, again, same thing, just got to go to bit.ly forward slash feel happy now, you can sign up for one of those corporate talks. Eric, thank you for speaking with us today. That was Eric Feng, founder of Happy Customers, and we'd like to hear from you. Is your workplace open when it comes to discussing mental health? What would make that easier? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bias Free Media. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. Um, we've been talking about stress in the workplace or burnout rather, um, as well as whether it is in fact even easy to talk about mental health when it comes to uh, work organisations. And so we've been asking you, is your workplace open when it comes to discussing mental health? What would make it easier? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 Nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start with some messages. Uh, we have uh, Madhav who is saying, uh, we do have mental health first aiders in the company that I work with. Personally, I see a challenge when it comes to drawing the line between normal stress and situations requiring attention or intervention. Oh, I... Um, I'm so glad you brought this up, Madhav. I think that that is genuinely a challenge, uh, particularly because... By and large, I think we've been told to a certain extent that stress is normal. And I think that's good to know. Um, but also that uh, somehow there is this culture, right, that working hard, being tired, pushing yourself is all part and parcel of working. And I think that that can be positive to a certain extent, but not so much when it starts impacting uh, one's mental well-being. And I think the problem with not knowing that line um, is exactly why it's important to have a workplace that is affirmative when it comes to mental health, that offers um, access to services. And I would generally say that actually if things don't feel quite right, if you feel um, like you're having trouble coping, perhaps it just makes sense to talk to someone and see whether you need uh, more help than you think you might. Um, we do have a voice note that's come in as well. This is from Yong. Hi BFM, this is Yong. I think that a way to encourage mental health conversations in the workplace is by number one, encouraging our managers, senior leadership members 
to have open conversations about their own challenges and struggles. I think I think modeling by example is definitely the best way to go. Another way I would say is to put your money where your mouth is by allowing for mental health related medical claims to be made. For example, at the moment, I doubt that a lot of companies allow for therapy, counseling, mental health related appointments to be considered as medical claims that they can put in. So these are just my two cents. Cheers! Young, I completely agree. I think that mental health claims, in fact, mental health issues should be treated exactly like physical health issues. And uh, yes, they should be uh, bundled under one's medical health claims. And I think that will really go a long way towards encouraging employees to seek help should they need it. Um, We do have a voice note that's come in on this. This is from Yashira. Hi, good evening, BFM. One suggestion from me. Um, just now he mentioned that um, every company should have a higher therapist. Yes, that's an amazing idea. And another suggestion, instead of um, anyone who's having a hard time, they seeking consultation from the therapist, maybe the company can do something like a weekly or a monthly um, mental health check or a session with the therapist compulsory as in like make it compulsory for all the workers there so in that case there won't be any stigma or you know all this oh what this person went to meet the therapist but uh, i did not meet the therapist you know things like that we cannot prevent people from gossiping Um, people might just go out and gossip you never know so making it a compulsory therapist uh, visit for all the employers is something where you can overcome the stigma thank you yeah, Shira, thank you so much for those suggestions. Um, I, I must say that I also was very taken with uh, the suggestion earlier from our guest, Eric, uh, that every organization have sort of a, an in-house therapist. Um, I do think that that will go a long way towards not just making mental health services accessible, but also to uh, to do exactly that, to break the taboo around this notion of seeking help, right? Um, and to your point about making mental health checkups compulsory, so... I completely get where you're coming from. Um, I do wonder, though, whether that is to a certain extent um, like medical checkups. It should be something that a person is free to decide on or not. Um, Maybe the um, way to go would be to offer it yearly for everyone across the board. Um, And if they choose not to take it, that's okay. But to also normalize conversations around it. Because I'm thinking about something our guest Eric said earlier about how um, if an example is set from the top, if management is open about um, talking uh, when it comes to mental health, that it's one way to also have that trickle down effect. So perhaps instead of it being compulsory for it to be highly encouraged uh, for people to talk about um, the fact that they go as well, all of this can kind of create a culture of collectively taking care of our mental health. Um, But I do love your suggestion. So thank you for sending those in. Um, And do keep your thoughts coming as well. Is your workplace open when it comes to discussing mental health? What would make it easier? You can call 7732900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.